I set the intention to be fully present in this moment, a channel for the divine. I emit a frequency, co-creating a dance with ether to bring in the light that will awaken the soul of all who hears this transmission. And so it is. Whoo! Hello! Welcome back to Enlighten. This is your host, Stevie Moon. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I am a mama of two, Jack and Ray, and I'm a content creator. And this is the project on my heart my podcast. I really believe in podcasts and their ability to be able to touch your life without taking too much from you. And in fact, I, I think they give quite a bit. Um, so I'm grateful to be here with you. Today, we are going to be diving into our inner child and inner child healing. Now, I'm going to have you do a couple things. So pause when you need to and make sure that if there's a prompt that you do it. The only one who can hold you to that is you. If it resonates, write it down. Okay. Whew. I don't know about you, but me and my inner child have had quite the separation for uh, quite a while. It seemed like sometime in middle school, that really vibrant part of me started to dim. Um, and there's a few things that I can think of that could have caused it, but I don't really know for sure. I think my son's still crying. (laughs) Oh man. Parenthood. It's a beautiful journey. And it's really been the journey that has gotten me in touch with my inner child. Little Stevie um, didn't... She didn't make it into adulthood with much of her memory. Um, And so it's been quite a journey to step backwards and to get to know who I am and to remember... And the really big process of connecting with my inner child and integrating her into my daily life so that we are a whole being. It's not that you're not whole now, but there is a separation illusion between different parts of you that you've fragmentalized so you thought that you needed to do that to survive for some reason. And we'll be getting into that today because that's what this work is. So if you're listening to this and you're like, ooh, this is getting a little tense, um, intense, come back when when you feel called. Uh, you need to be in a certain place to do this work. But you can always watch it and then re-watch it later. <laughs> so the first thing I want you to do is to get a photo get a photo of little you um 
I don't have one on me right now, but I guess I can like insert a photo here. Um, get a photo of you. Take a deep breath. And open your eyes and meditate on this little you. What did they like? Did they like a certain TV show, a book series? Was there something that you got obsessed with in that really cool childhood obsession way? What dreams did they have? What did they inherently know that they were brilliant at? And then this question has two parts. What did you love to do? What did you love to do? And what did you feel like when you were doing it? What did you love to do and what did you feel like when you were doing it? So let me give you some examples. For me, when I was a kid, I was just like an avid reader. It was because I read so much that I skipped third grade. Um, so for me, reading, if I take myself back to reading, I'm a child and I kind of envision that in my mind and I start to experience a feeling. And that feeling for me is peace. That feeling for me is adventure, joy, safety. So that's all very interesting. Now, you do that for your top three things. So for me, that would be reading, playing outdoors. That just did something to me like that I just loved to play games outdoors, um, like neighborhood games to play pretend while outside, um, catch bugs, build forts, that kind of stuff. That was like so for me. Um, and then I would have to say playing music, being creative, writing. So those would be the top three um, for me. You do the exercise, pause now, and then when you come back, make sure that you've also written what did you feel like when you were doing each one of those activities. Get specific on the emotions that you feel in your body. Maybe it's like a lightness or maybe you felt violet, you know, whatever it looks like for you, however specific you can remember. And then what are you doing daily to currently experience those feelings? So for me, what am I currently doing to purposefully experience joy daily or to purposefully experience adventure daily? Uh, the things that the childhood me came into the world valuing because that is the closest that you're going to get before you take this deep dive into probably an endless portal of understanding who you are, but as close as that I can get you because that's where I am right now. 
This is the work that I'm doing right alongside you. And once I figure something out, I share it. That's once I have a knowing about something, I share it. Once I'm feeling uh, called to channel a transmission for you, that's when I share it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so what are you doing daily? And then if you're like, uh, nothing. <laughs> I, I really hadn't thought about creating an experience of peace or joy daily or that I could even do that. But if you think about it, you can. For me, peace, oh, there is nothing like listening to affirmations or like chill lo-fi while I'm taking like a bath and doing uh, my skincare, like gua sha and facial massage. And like I get in there with these affirmations, queen affirmations, and I really experience a good hour of peace before I end my day. And that's one of the reasons why I just, I love a nighttime routine and maybe I'll do an episode about that. But, um, to me, it's the most romantic way to really come, come and be devoted to you before you start a new day. So, um, that is one of the ways that I'm doing it. Now, I've got things to create joy in my life, um, and, and I wrote some down, so I'm going to share them with you. Um, my inner spark of joy and love, reading, I have started reading again uh, after like 11, 12 years. Jeez, wow. But I had still, I still had the identity that I was a reader because I was a reader for so long, but I wasn't reading anymore. I wasn't writing anymore. I wasn't playing music anymore. I wasn't an artist anymore. And I was fooling myself and I was watching TV and I was immersing myself in somebody else's story so that I could numb out the fact that I wasn't happy, that I wasn't being who I needed myself to be and that I was slowly suffocating my soul because... I kept abandoning myself time and time again. I kept choosing uh, the same patterns. And in the same way that we all do. But we can wake up. And that's what this inner child healing is going to take you on these deep levels. As you can tell, we're, we're getting there today. Um... Gardening and growing things and building things, but specifically gardening, I have never experienced such, such a shift in my emotional being as to when I go outside and spend 10 minutes a day in my garden. It's crazy. Just the little physical labor to grab the water, go down the stairs, water the plants, say hello to them, and just be connected to something Um as beautiful as Mother Earth. And when you connect with your mother, your Mother Earth, or your biological or adopted mom like me, you connect to yourself and you root yourself. It's very powerful. 
So there is a program that we have when you go through your entire list, and I, I have a couple more. Um, so let me finish that first. Uh, playing with Jack and Ray, that has really... Playing with your children is the best gift that you'll be given in your life, and you need to make sure that it's a priority for you. Not just to play with all of them, but to make sure you're taking an extra 5-10 minutes to be one-on-one -on -one with each kid so you can connect with them daily, so you can suss out, so you can be there for them. We are connection beings, and connecting to them, it's like... I can tell no matter how hard I've been on myself that day, I can look at myself and I can say, you know what? I really did show up quite well today and I am healing my family line. I am being the mother I needed and I'm sure that I'll make mistakes. <laughs> but I'll lift my children as high as I can get them. When you start connecting to your inner child, you're just connecting to your true self before you started masking yourself. So this is why this is so tender. This is why this goes so deep. Plato and drawing, very sensory, creative, visual, um, and kinesthetic creation. Oh man, that just did something for me too. I used to love to build things, um like little houses out of popsicle sticks or like paper dolls or um, little farms for <laughs> ants <laughs> and praying mantises, stuff like that, you know. And that kind of aspect of play creation went away. It went away. And I have been inviting that back in. And I love playing with kinetic sand. Ugh. Get yourself some kinetic sand. I don't care if you have a child. Get yourself some kinetic sand and it will heal you. <laughs> Not sponsored by kinetic sand. Oh, man. Uh, Play-Doh also does the same thing um, for me. It just, it takes me there. Uh, running. I love to run around the neighborhood and play night games and I could just run and run and run and run but I had this story in my head that I wasn't a runner but like I actually love to run and so uh, eventually I faced that and I ran my first half marathon and it changed my life and that's probably where a lot of people know me from is from TikTok where I talk a lot about running and nourishment and healing um, and then when people want to take a, another step with me, you can come here to the podcast. Um, and we can go a little deeper, get to know each other a little bit more. Whew. Okay, the last one is music. Music for me. Wow. I spent every day of my entire grade school and, and most of high school playing an hour of piano every single day. For practice, um, for music theory programs, for, like, I actually had a, a phenomenal musical uh, education. I had voice lessons. And so uh, 
I stopped <laughs> doing all of that. Um, and I started allowing like stories that were, I don't even know where I came up with them because I grew up knowing that I was naturally gifted uh, with my voice, that I was, uh, I never had met somebody who had a singing voice like I did um, in like in real life. And so I knew that everywhere I went, I was the best singer. And that as a child, I think gives you a certain confidence. And at some point I just decided that that wasn't true. And maybe it was because I started meeting other talented singers and that hurt my angel baby heart. <laughs> Stretch me legs. Um, yeah, that, that was not very comfortable. I don't like to cross over these wires with my legs. I'm very sensitive, uh, clairsentient, uh, my body. <laughs> I think a lot of people who consider themselves neurodivergent are potentially limiting themselves. And this is no disrespect to you or anyone um, who identifies with the label because at a level I would, but at another level, I think it's a sign that our minds don't work the way of the, the minds that created this world. No, our minds work different because we're here to build the next one. And you just have to learn how to use yours. Because you're brilliant. And you are magnificent, and you need to remember it. And going deep into your childhood, your inner child, you don't have to go and have this disconnected view of your childhood where you're like, man, I realize why I, have all, I had all this trauma. Go and hug that little child. Get that photo of you. And do meditation, and in meditation, go and embrace with that child. Let them walk into your body. One of the things that a lot of parents uh, start saying when they become parents, and just a lot of people, I think, I've heard this from pretty much everyone I've ever coached. Um, I don't have the time. I didn't have the time to record these podcasts until I stopped watching Netflix at night. I heard... <laughs> From my guides, that if you stop watching TV at night for a year, your life will be completely different. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I love Netflix. <sighs> but I had fallen back into some pretty intense TV addiction. Um, and I was kind of coping. And that's what it kind of was in the first place. Like when I was a kid, I started really watching lots of TV after, um, after Sage died. And so now I can like look back on some of these things and say, wow, this is totally authentic, real Stevie. And then also I can start to see pretty young some responses to trauma. And that's where we're going to uh, go in our next step. Let me turn my page. I just want you to know I prepared for you. I want
want you to know that this came through and I'm sharing it with you. Um, number two, childhood trauma. This is how we're going to go and hold hands with our inner child and watch the movies. And you got to watch the movie that they play onto the projector. And then you got to watch the movie that you play onto the projector because you can now see because you're however many years apart from this little child who clearly was misinterpreting anything traumatic. Um, so I want you to look at that picture and then I want you to start to, if you want to, look through other pictures of yourself and notice when your light began to dim. And cancel clear that when you're when you begin to dim your light, because this is an empowered thing. It's your light, it's your switch. You're the one who gets to up regulate or down regulate it. And at some point you decided consciously and subconsciously, I'm not gonna do, I'm like, I'm not gonna say that. They'll think I'm weird. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna go on a stage and perform that. I'm not going to talk to this person or pursue this opportunity, whatever it looked like for you. When was that? When was the earliest one you can remember? Like what story did you learn from that? When Sage died, I shared this in a couple episodes ago, my mom sobbing my sister died on the night of her third birthday. She suffocated and I was there. I ran and gave my mom and brought her down and she screamed. And I brought her teddy bears, all the ones that I can find from her bed. It doesn't matter how many times I tell this story, it's still I'm, st I'm still working with it. <laughs> My mom, I, I, I said, Mom, I'm here. You've still got me. My mom said, I, I don't want you. I swear, I told this story in the last couple episodes and it, I got through it. Sometimes it just starts to come up when you're ready. So I guess I'm ready. So thank you for being here and bearing witness to me healing. I think if we can see each other move through this stuff, we can realize that when we move through it that we don't have to suppress it but that somebody else is doing it and we're not alone so before that entire episode i had been abandoned at the hospital when i was born and when I was three months old, I was only five pounds. 
so they put me in hospice because I had RSV and my family had left me in an apartment that got fumigated. I don't know if I can share this. Oh man, I don't know, is this okay? So, I, uh, I've got a lot of abandonment stuff that I'm working through. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm working through it now, so. <laughs> oh, man. I gotta go blow my nose. I'm just gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> split this up into two parts because this has been intense um but I want us to end on this what stories from those things maybe the things that you haven't thought about maybe the things that you used to you know remember were part of your story but you kind of just have forgotten they're still impacting you because you weren't allowed to move through it. My mom, I didn't know this. My mom said that she wouldn't even let me talk about it. She couldn't. So she just, I kept trying to tell her what happened and she, she wouldn't let me. And I had no clue of that consciously. But now like so much makes sense. So what stories did you believe and uh, what did you agree to, you know, for the, you kept doing it? So I believed that I wasn't enough, that I'm, I'm not enough, that my mom didn't want me. And it's like that mother wound that just is just, oh, it's the one, it's the one for me. <laughs> With my mom leaving me at the hospital, not wanting me, to believing that my adopted mom didn't want me after my foster mom gave me away. You can see that this is the work that we must do. It's not comfortable and gosh, I'm sure that it's a lot to 
move through um, when you're doing whatever else in your life, you know. But if you come and you do this work, you will, you'll be a better you. You'll be the you that you want to be because you're going to start looking at who you truly are. You're going to start looking at why you're doing things that are no longer serving you, that never served you, why you had beliefs about the world that just aren't true. I am enough. And my mom, she was going through something crazy. I'm a mom of two. I can't, I can't even imagine. And my bio mom didn't have the, the, the facilities to do this. And I see that now what she did is she gave me a gift. She was like, this is going to be a, probably, don't interpret this as an egotistic way, but this is a good metaphor. She was like Moses' mom sailing down the river just knowing, hoping somebody caps her baby and can take care of him. So, I've made peace with those things. And... That's one of the core emotions for me. I know that when I, when I can achieve peace, um, I'm no longer ruled by it. And I can start to come into a neutrality, which is hard when it's living within your body. You know, it's hard when it's your identity. When you're like saying, hello, this is my name. These are the things that happened to be in my life. You know, that your your story. Well, you don't, you may be rehearsing a story that's not completely true. That you need to actually go look at with your adult eyes. With your older eyes. And you need to look at it as this little girl. Or this little boy. Who's just... So innocent. And can you even imagine what they went through? And now I want you to read those stories that you agreed to, I am not enough. I want you to imagine that little girl, that little boy saying, I'm not enough. What would you do? What would you say? You would go and you'd scold them. Honey. Honey. You are enough. You are so loved. You are so important. It's gonna be okay, I'm right here. And that is inner child healing. I am right here. Whenever you get triggered, it's your inner child. Really. Sometimes it's ego. A lot of times it's most of the time it's in your child okay we're gonna end uh this part right here and the rest which will be what we're gonna continue on from where we are uh will be in part two okay um 
thank you so much for being here and uh see you in the next one till then stay curious and be conscious